Corey motherfucking Vietor. Welcome back. My headset working this time? What? Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, buddy. Welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. But yeah, I forgot what we were talking about. Corey made We were talking about if we had started, like if we did Big Brother and Survivor and then the challenge picked up the way it did, like we would have been screwed. No, we can barely keep a a one hour episode of the challenge to a recap of two and a half hours. You guys want us to add two more shows into that? It's like six hour episodes. We can't do it. No way. Well, and now technically it's like, you know, technically we recap like three different shows because we do flagship. We do USA. We do all stars. And we did worlds when that was on, too. So, yeah. So it's like, well, I mean, I kind of just counted worlds as like part of like USA or whatever. But yeah, like we, you know, we do so many different varying like versions, I guess, of the challenge. that It's like there's just when when would we do it? Plus the interviews that we do like. Yeah. Two, three, four hour unplugged interviews. There's no way. No, I mean, even even when we were talking about doing Survivor, we had sort of decided like for for either 44 or 45, we had decided to do like I would do a five minute rundown. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) And here's the thing. How do you do a week of Big Brother in five minutes? You can't. You know what I mean? You can't do a rundown like that. And it's just you can barely do it with a show like Survivor and that only airs once a week, you know, it's we just we could have done it if we would get breaks like we did between Rider Dies or World Championship and right. and USA 2, but not like the break we're getting from USA 2 into 39, which is literally six days. Yeah, like it ends on the 19th of October and then the 25th fucking 39 starts. Exactly. And so. It, yeah. yeah, so we 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 just we just don't have time for that. But that actually, you know, for anybody listening or watching, um if you're Survivor fans, make sure you guys keep an eye out for that Survivor Historian segment of the Challenge Historian where Tony and Jacob yeah. uh Hollabaugh, the Challenge Historian, uh are going to be talking all things Survivor. So, uh, well, you know, so that'll be cool. I'm I'm actually excited about it. I am too, and I'm going to make an actual real effort to watch survivor and try to enjoy it without (laughs) thinking fuck i gotta try to recap this do the fucking fantasy team and everything else like i i'd even do the discussion thread yesterday so i didn't you know what i mean now you got traders coming out with challenge people oh yeah with ct bananas bananas bananas, um, ct um trisha from the challenge you've got parv and sandra or from Survivor, from Survivor, from Survivor yeah. Beth is not going to be on. Oh, she's not. She no. got dropped. She got dropped. So it oh, looks like I'm it's so sad. Same with Boston Rob. Um, it looks like it's going to be three challengers, three survivors, um, three Big Brothers. Janelle, it's Janelle from Big Brother, yeah. Dan and some. I thought there was one more, but Dan. Oh, Dan. I think there uh, might have only been two survivors because Boston Rob was the third. They named someone else in his replacement, though. So it's like Paul oh, Boston Rob's not on there. No, he, nah, he it, got dropped. Or, he got dropped, or he re- or he dropped. Yeah, whatever. Or he yeah. wasn't actually somebody who was there. And then they got a. Uh, I don't know why they keep doing this to this guy. They got Bergie from Love Island, and he's just he's too pure. He's too innocent. <laughs> he's on Love Island. I'm pretty sure he was a virgin, and he was on Love Island. He's never had a girlfriend in his life. Oh, and no. I was like, I was like, why is production doing this to this man? It was so uncomfortable the whole time. That is horrible. 
Like yeah. that's a that's a horrible predicament to be put into. Like you don't go from the kiddie pool to the shark infested waters right away. That's just not a good idea. And I think they I think they put them there for like comedic relief, but it's just not right. Like it's not funny. It's just no. awkward and uncomfortable. Generally speaking, you're not supposed to go in shark infested waters to begin with. Well, some people like to fucking get a thrill. I'm just saying, you know, um, but it, it has to be casted right. Like Mike and Rivals one was like the perfect mix of he could do like the competitions and he was competent and he still had a relationship with, I believe, Paula in that season. Mm. But he wasn't the typical challenger. You could tell he was a little bit. And I say this in the nicest way, and I consider myself one uh, more on the nerdish side. And I appreciated mm, yeah. that. And I think that's yeah. what made him so enduring. You yeah. know what I mean? But going back to the Traders one, I have to watch the first season. I still haven't. I don't I even know, know how it's. Too. You gave me a brief breakdown of how it's played. But yeah. until I actually get to see how it plays out and what the strategy is behind it, I, I that's the only way I'm going to have a real appreciation for it. Yeah. There's um. so there's Traders UK, Australia. Australia, I think, and U.S. for season one that I think is all on Paramount Plus. And then season two of U.S. is starting and they're actually doing a Traders Canada as well. Um, And Erica, who won Survivor 41, is on. And so is one of the guys who used to be on Much Music way back in the day. he was his name's Rick Campanelli, but he was Rick the Temp. And even though he's however old he is now, as soon as I saw him on there, I was telling Sarah, who was on, I was like, yeah, and Rick the Temp's there. He's like Marky Mark. It doesn't matter. He could win a Nobel Prize and he would still be Marky Mark. He would not be Mark Wahlberg. No, yeah. never. It doesn't look like Traders is on Paramount here, at least. Or, uh, uh, peacock. It's, it's Peacock. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's Peacock. Ours get amalgamated. So like. Because I was watching Twisted Metal today, the TV show, and it's a Peacock original. But then our Disney is combined. It has like a there's a side thing called Star, and it's actually the equivalent of Hulu for you guys. Oh, okay. So, yeah, we have the same thing. So when I got Disney Plus, I got it with Hulu and ESPN Plus, which Mm -hmm. I never really use, but I have it. So we don't have access to Hulu at all in Canada, but we have star on disney yeah so crave has so crave for us has like the stars channel s-t-a-r-z and then also hbo so it's the equivalent of like hbo max here right which i don't think is a thing anymore or will it's be just less max of a thing. it's just max yeah, now max. yeah you Weird. know what i was just thinking and it's totally off subject what what's about the podcast so oh is if USA 2 ends on the 25th and then six days later, the premiere of 39 happens. When are we doing the cast breakdown? <laughs> Same day of the recap. You say six days later? Six days later. So we would do our recap. So we would recap. So the final's going to air on Thursday. We're recapping it on Saturday with a very special guest. And then five days after that, four days after that. Four days. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, four days after we do the final recap, 39 airs. Well, 39 is already like in the can, so we can record it at any point between now and then. Yeah, we should probably do that here in the next week or two, just yeah. to make it easier yeah. on ourselves to give you a little bit extra time to put it out instead of trying to double it up same week. Yeah. So maybe, um, well, next week's next not going to work. We have, we have, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. 
as I say, I'm bringing my uh, my whole setup to Winnemucca. I go work there, and I'll have uh, less responsibilities there. <laughs> you just what when you get off Friday, just make the fucking hour and forty minute drive here, and just come stay here for the weekend. Also, I just want to say, speaking of responsibilities, Rick, I know I was talking to you all day, but between then and now, I found out we're having another kid. <gasps> Congrats, dude! What? Congratulations, no way. Oh man! My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see the look on his face right now? Like oh he's happy, God. but he also realizes that he's not going to sleep again for five more years. <laughs> you know, you know, it really is, Rick. It's, what? In this economy? Fuck, in this oh, economy? Dude. dude, all right, you're right. I, tough. I want you to come here when you're in Winnemucca to record with us, but in this economy, I understand <laughs> if you can't. <laughs> <laughs> so a little joke, or the little inside joke is, is me and Corey were talking about something. I forget what it was. Oh, it was an NFL player, and he's gotten, like, you know, arrested for having drugs on him. He's and gotten, guns. like, had guns. <laughs> He had a DUI and Corey's like, wait, you're making millions of dollars and you can't afford a driver in this economy. Right. And I was like, first of all, exactly right. Secondly, in this economy might be my new no to any question. <laughs> Do you want to go to the bar and have some drinks in, in this, this economy? economy? Bro. Nah. Nah. nah no yeah. way. Dude, fucking Corey. Congratulations, I man. Know, dude, that's it's so like marinating. Can dude. I leave this in? Yeah. Or is it a secret? Oh, I can leave it. In. Yay. It was unplanned, but it's not a secret. (laughs) (laughs) The best scenes in life are, all right? Yeah, so I'm just going to... Dude, that's freaking awesome. I'm super excited for you guys. Yeah. So cool. Well, the good news for her, I guess, is because, like, she was having all the symptoms, but we're just like, no way. And then she was like, well, let me just take a test to rule it out. And she's like, well, at least I'm not dying. (laughs) (laughs) That is a Silver lining, right? Silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, one weekend when you're in Winnemucca, if you want to come out here, like I said, it's an hour and 45 minute drive. Unless you're working through the weekend, then I understand, you know, not being able to. How long are you going to be in Winnemucca? We were told till the end of October, but I talked to the customer and he said till the end of the year. So, oh, wow. okay, so you're going to be out there for a while. Dude, at least it's not hot there. It gets boring quick, though. I'm going to tell you that right there now. There ain't shit to do there. No. Not a damn thing. Really? Because it sounds like a bustling metropolis. <laughs> it's it's a mining town. It's literally you blink and it's and, yeah. and it's gone. <laughs> named after a really famous Native American woman here named Sarah Winnemucca. But that's a whole nother story. This isn't the Nevada fandom podcast. So, But I just want to ask, because I found, I, we're talking about I found the Airbnb, but there's only two days, October 13th and 14th, that's booked. So she said, we can leave that hotel and come back on the 15th. But she was like, yeah, someone already booked it for the solar eclipse. And I was like, is this the spot for that? Like, why? <laughs> is this, is Am this I going to see you... something fascinating here? <laughs> you don't look at it directly. I know people. They fucked around and they found out. They found uh, out the army. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just so confused. You need to get those glasses we used when we were kids. Right. My favorite is people just doing this one. It's like, no, that, no, bro. That doesn't, no, that's no, not it. No, that's not on. it. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Because we were just telling Tony, one of my uh, buddies at work, he did like audio stuff and he gave us a road caster and it's like an actual audio it's like board. A, it's a soundboard. Yeah. And so we can have up to like four people sitting here with us. We're like, we're just going to have to rearrange the dining room table to make it like where someone sits at the head of the table and the other two people sit at the end and we're going to have to like, 
talk to the camera like this. You know what I mean? But I was just going to sit on your lap. I thought that was the invitation. <laughs> well, it depends on if it's the week the Saints are playing or not. <laughs> could you be, know, could be. I'm just saying. That'd be an interesting weekend. Well, <laughs> hey, look, I made a promise to Corey before we get into this intro that if he came on this week, we could talk about how the Falcons and the Saints are both undefeated and better than the Chiefs so far this year. Right? How weird is that? Yeah. What do you <laughs> mean it's weird? It was very predicted. Yeah. Okay. One of them's going undefeated. <laughs> for for the first two weeks. <laughs> I'm not I, we got the Lions this week and normally I'd be like, oh dude, that's a wash. We got that no matter how bad we are. We're always better than the Lions. And the Lions are actually kind of good this year. Are so they kind of good? Yeah. yeah. I haven't gotten to watch any football. They beat really. the Chiefs. Well, I watched Michigan. Well, to be fair, I don't watch any full games. I put on NFL Red Zone, and it's literally like 30-second clips of every game. And then all of a sudden, you get the quad box of like four games, and yeah. you don't know how to watch it all. It's just too much. It's so much to take in. But it gives me the good kind of anxiety. Yeah. There's that. And I know Tony Sports, so we're going to go right into the intro. Perfect. I did that specifically so that... Uh, Karina would have video footage while you guys are talking. She can just cut to me like looking at my phone. So, so they can talk about how bored you are. <laughs> thank you. They can be like, why is Tony so bored? No, just so that while they're talking, they're talking about football and you can just keep putting me in interspersed <laughs> in their conversation looking at my phone. I thought he was a uh, Tony Sports and Info Lance. Right? Yeah. Yes. He was, that's he totally was checking his fantasy football team. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Seeing if the waiver wire went through. We're good. <laughs> Titans by 12. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We're back for another episode of the Trash Talk Roundtable where we're going to be episode recapping episode 10, uh, A Less Perfect Union. Okay, at least it's an original title. It's not. It's still stupid. It, well, I mean, that's regardless. A less a, perfect union. What? What is that? What is that even supposed to mean? Perfect union. It sounds less like an than, emo band from two thousand three. Like, did they mean like a less than perfect? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, moving on. It could be a song by My Chemical Romance. Just putting that out there. Could it be. seems more like Panic at the Disco. Ooh, good, good point. Yeah. yeah, maybe Jimmy Eat World. I don't know. Mm. It could be there. Um, anyways, Possibly. my name's Rick Hayes. Got my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes. Uh, I've got Tony, Stats, and Info Lance. That's two people. You're just seeing one <laughs> because we're having video issues. And then, of course, back from the fucking dead, we've got Corey, the Raging Cajun Viator. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, right off top, guys, 30,000 foot view, as always. What did you think of this episode? Good? Not good? It was boring. What were your initial thoughts? Because I know we all had a little bit of a discussion about this this morning, and some minds have been changed. I actually liked it. There were parts that were very foreshadowed, but then other aspects of it I wasn't anticipating. So, I appreciate that. I appreciate that we didn't know that there was going to be a twist. Abs per the next time on last week. Yeah. So that's yeah. a plus. Um, and I mean, it was Michaela focused, so I call that a win. No, I, I agree. Um, first of all, I just want to say that like for anyone out there who is watching and like you're watching live or whatever, and then you're like, and eh, this episode kind of sucked. 
do a rewatch seriously because I was so disappointed last night after yeah. watching the episode. I was like, ah, another boring week. Like, bleh. and then I rewatched it this morning on on Paramount Plus without commercials and without you know the the bleeping and you know just all that stuff. Sure, rub it in. It, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but I enjoy. I actually enjoyed the episode a hell of a lot more than I did when I watched it the first yeah. time through. So highly recommend doing a rewatch if you didn't enjoy the episode the first time, especially because it's on so late. It's just like it's so hard for me to like pay attention through like the commercials and it being so late and, you know, just all of that. So definitely yeah. highly recommend a rewatch if you don't already rewatch the episodes. But I thought it I thought it was actually a really good episode. There was a, actually a lot that happened in this episode. Um, it didn't feel like that again the first time I watched it. Um, but when I during my rewatch, I was like, damn, there's so much that happened. So good gameplay, too. Yeah. 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 I still don't appreciate Buddy Games pushing the challenge back an hour at all. Yeah, For real. What is that? Put Buddy Games at 10, challenge at nine. Yeah. For us old folk. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like the episode. Um, we'll get into the daily, but I just think the challenge does a great job a lot of times of like, canceling out just pure physical ability and it's i think it's cool sometimes when you see it daily that it's it's pure physical that you have to use your body and strength to compete it uh, complete it yeah last night i got through 98 percent of the episode and then like i turned the position i was laying on the couch and i was out in 30 seconds like and that. it was right in the middle of the fucking chris and wes elimination mm -hmm. but because of bananas fuck up that's what and I the podcast i knew who was going home uh anyways so i rewatched it because karina said she thought it was a shit episode first thing in the morning and i was like but i thought it was good like i enjoyed it so i was like ah, i gotta rewatch again so i rewatched tonight and i was like no, no no this is a good episode yeah and i think yeah it just threw you off with the commercials it's late at night you just so weren't tired. in the mood yeah, yeah. I, I was not honestly like i think last night on thursday night when the episode aired it was like the first time in a really long time that i was like i don't want to watch the challenge tonight like i just want to go to bed mm -hmm. um but you know push through but yeah, no, the the bananas thing is what I was going to pick up or what I was going to um, talk about a second ago, what I was going to point out. And before we even start talking about that, I just want to like remind everybody out there that, you know, I know it's death taxes and bananas, but it's death taxes and bananas by the ringer. Like bananas yep. is not like us where he edits his episodes no. and posts them himself. <laughs> this was 100 percent not bananas directly that did it. But I have a feeling that somebody at the ringer um, either is in a lot of trouble or does not have a job uh, today. So but how fucking wild was that? Like, what? I don't think that's ever happened. Hold up. Can I ask a question real quick? Because we use a really simple and well-known uh distributor for our podcast which you guys might know about and this is a free plug for you guys spotify for podcasters but can't you schedule the post to go out well, yes you can i think you can yeah so must have been the guy who was doing the stats for uh the challenge <laughs> yeah he moved over to the ringer briefly yeah, yeah. <laughs> still doing titles though for a less perfect union <laughs> Fuck. and and then that post y'all made poking fun at bananas somebody was like oh yeah uh what a way for me to find out west went home and i was like bro that <laughs> still hasn't aired 
<laughs> yeah, dude, just chill for a minute. Calm down. <laughs> but they want their own chat, like just lawless land yeah. out there. Oh my god, that was my thing. I was like, I am not adminning another like another thing I on top of the groups know. and the no, 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 no. I'm like, if there was a chat, it's gonna. It's going to be a lawless land and we're going to get shit tons of messages all the time from people pissed off because somebody dropped a spoiler in yeah. there or something. Then don't go in the chat. Yeah. So I'm just like, but mm. come on, we're not dealing with adults all the time. No. Like they're adults, but they're not adults. But they're, they... The vast majority are, but there are the few that are not. Yeah. Um, anyways, let's not go down this tangent because no, that's not. two and a half hours of us getting pissed off. <laughs> um, instead, Let's talk about the intro, which was all the survivor girls basically sitting down and talking with Chris and kind of like questioning, you know, trying what, to smooth things out. Yeah, yeah, Chris is trying to smooth stuff. How do we get back on the same yeah. path? Right. And here's my thing is, is like, do you guys even think there is a way back at this point? I, honestly, I, I didn't think that there was going to be. And that's why I proposed that question at the end of our last recap, where I was like, how is Chris going to recover from this? Yeah. Um, seeing this segment with Chris, first of all, seeing that the girls, especially like Michaela, because for me, like Michaela and Chanel are the ones that I could see like really holding a grudge against totally. something like that. Um, and Michaela, she just, I, obviously like I haven't fully seen it, but she just reminds me of like a petty bitch. Like she just, like, she would just be petty just to be petty. You know what I mean? So the fact that she was like approached him and was part of the conversation and trying to find a way to move forward makes me think that they're all open to moving forward. I think that Chris had a great strategy where he said that, you know, he was just going to be honest and, and own what he did in hopes that they could see that personality trait in him and respect it and, you know, hopefully gain a little bit of trust back from them. Um, so I think there is hope moving forward, but I'm not necessarily going to like put all my eggs in the basket of saying like Chris is fully back in their good graces because I don't necessarily believe that. I think that it's all just bullshit in one ear out the other because they're going yeah. to utilize Chris as much as they can, but they're not doing anything for in their game to save him. Yeah, Because at this point, you know, it's just like, yeah, we'll listen to what you're saying and we won't target you, but he's I have a feeling where he's going in still. I I just have this feeling like how is he going to recover from the situation he's in, especially with vets that are already so, so comfortable with saying his name already. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like he's going to get votes even if he's not the direct vote in, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I mean, for him, honestly, the only way that he stays out of elimination is if he wins a daily. Exactly. And yeah, it's simply because. Anybody who wins has already said his name or has already voted for him just by nature of how the hopper has worked and how the group eliminations have gone and how the individual eliminations have gone. So his only safety is winning right. because yeah, even if he gets in good with the survivor, like the survivor crew again, then Tyler and Vassal are still going to vote for him and bananas and Tori are still going to be putting him in. I could see Josh possibly not just based on the interactions that he was having with Michelle and him like and Underwood. Um, but Corey doesn't like Corey. 
Corey actually was barely in this episode. I know. Yeah. He was like last week, he was like Underwood's my number one guy. (laughs) And then this week when it was all about his, like, as we would say on survivor, his apology tour, Corey's nowhere to be found at any point other than when the element, like when the people are actually nominated and he comes by and says, Ooh, yeah. I mean, I think maybe it's because it's a foregone conclusion that Corey and Chris are okay still. Like he didn't have anything to yeah. apologize to yeah. him for, I guess, you know. Because so. he wasn't the one that threw Corey under the bus. It was more Seabass. It, it was straight up Seabass. Yeah, well, and Seabass yeah. tried to lie to him and tell him it was Chris and he didn't believe it for yeah. one second. And then Chris didn't really say anything about Corey through all of that last episode. But, so, but he did. He Corey was the one that Chris went and threw Chanel and um, Michaela's name under the bus. And so I don't know. Corey might just be keeping his distance right now, just like to see how it all just, falls. Yeah, yeah, just to yeah. let the pieces fall where they fall, and then see where he fits in after that. But I, I, I did, um, I did have a question really quick because I found this. Like I found Chris's approach last week very odd, right? Because he just went, it was almost like just like throwing spaghetti at a wall, right? And seeing what sticks. But I wonder, I wonder if he would have done better if he would have just like picked one clean, like one clear target on the women's side last week, instead of like going to a hundred different people and being like, what about her? And you do, you do her and you know, and telling everybody different names. And so I just, I wonder how the survivor girls, like, especially like Desi, Michaela, Chanel, how they would have reacted differently to this if he would have just picked one single target, even if it was like Michelle or Cassidy or whatever. I think it it would have obviously had a lot less blowback and ramifications because it's, it was such a messy move because if you go to everybody, everybody's going to talk even if it's only to one other person, they're going to talk to one person mm. and so on and so forth. Yeah. So you can get, you're not going to offend half the house with one lie. You might offend a quarter of the house or whatever, but when you lie about seven people, mm. like it's, it's bad news bears, Walter math out. There you go. That's what I got. It didn't even really make sense. Like, no, especially because like Chris is a fairly strategic player. So I don't know if he just got into a weird headspace and sort of spiraled or what the situation was, but it, it was really out of left field. And I would be interested to see how many people were just like, yeah, he said your name versus we're actually told a name because even in the edit, when he was talking to Cassidy, when he said it would either be like, one girl or Michelle. But then there was another section from that exact same conversation where he said that like he and Michelle were cool. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, it's just such a messy way to do it in survivor. It probably works well, right? Because you know, your tribe better, you know, who doesn't talk and does talk. And even when it's post-merge, you have a really kind of good idea of how the layout is. So yeah. you can spin the narrative to, to suit your way of playing the game or what you want to achieve that week. But when you're in a house where it's so segmented, like as far as the fact that there's really two factions now, which is yeah. challenge vets and just survivor, all it takes is one person like Michelle that crosses bounds that tells multiple different people mm-hmm. and it's, it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, 
I almost kind of wish it wasn't a double elimination. So we could have seen if he would react the same exact way instead of being like, oh, I'm going in. Give me a big name, you know? Yeah. 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 Well, I feel like he's sort of just realized that he is going to be the wrecking ball. So instead of taking out weaker perceived weaker players at this point, he's just like, look, I'm going in anyway. I might as well be trying to make the final easier for myself by taking out the people that I feel are going to be the biggest threats when I get to the end, because I'm going to be down here every week anyway. Right. And that's honestly like the best. It's the best option for him. Yeah. Well, and the thing I liked most about the whole conversation that he was having with the girls in this in this intro was the fact that he owned up to it. Like he didn't try to skate it. He just was like, no, you're right. You know. And I mean, it's a grown man move that if you show the accountability, you know, what can people really hold against you other than like, I'm, I'm just not going to trust you past a certain point right. until yeah. you can prove it. But at least they can't say you consistently lied about it. You owned up to it. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. You um, might be snaky, but you're not a liar. Yeah. So. But any, anyways, the other thing that I really noticed, and we all talked about this earlier, was the foreshadowing is so strong in this episode. Oh, yeah. And it's right here at this scene where we get Josh is talking about how stressed he is about trying to make his first final. And he's talking to Wes about it. And, you know, he he mentions the fact that he thinks Wes is like his biggest competition. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, don't get me wrong. Wes is a fucking legend. Oh, yeah. But I feel like there's bigger competition for Josh. Well, look, and here's my thing. I don't even necessarily know if I like I want to say like bigger, but wh- I'm just curious. Why does because you see it all throughout this episode and you've seen it a couple times throughout the season. Why are people so afraid of Wes? But like bananas is not being mentioned in these conversations of like, fuck, we need to get him out before the final. Corey is not being mentioned in these fuck. We need to get him out before the final Fessel is not being like all these people who are really good athletically and endurance wise and stuff like that. Like those, like it's just, it just, and nothing against Wes. He's impeccable in finals, obviously, but it just makes me wonder like, why are we shooting at Wes over the seven time champ? Like, it's just. Cause they've seen which seven he won. I mean, that's fucked up, and I appreciate that jab because it was straightforward, but yet curving, and I appreciate that. Um, No, I was going to say, I just think the real simple answer is that Bananas and Josh's relationship is so much closer. They're friends. Yeah, they're friends compared to where I think Josh and Wes are are like cordial Co- yeah, cordial co-workers, mm-hmm. uh, acquaintances that maybe high five occasionally. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. The other thing, too, is when Bananas makes jabs at Josh, it seems like it's all in good fun. Wes does, too, but there's also like it's a little bit more biting. It's disrespect. And like, I don't I am not in any way, shape or form saying that outside of the game, they're not friends and they're not close. But in like confessionals and things when he's not right in front of him and I get it is an edit as well. It's ice cold. Well, it, what he says and, and Karina like she really loved this line. I did, too, which was it was just funny. <laughs> yeah. Where Wes is like, Josh wants so badly to be a real challenger, just like Pinocchio wanted to be a real boy. <laughs> but try as he might. 
Josh will never be my rival. And it's like, damn, dude, that was cold. That was cold. And it makes me not feel as bad for what Josh did. Yeah. Because if he doesn't say this, I'm like, well, that's kind of fucked up, Josh. For me, it's a full circle moment. Because my first season was Total Madness. Total Madness. I was going to say, when they, they had it on Total Madness, it kind of felt like a bit of a rivalry thing. But now it doesn't even feel like Josh is trying to make that happen. Like, Josh is just generally, feels like he's trying to genuinely connect to Wes. Right. And be his friend. Like, it doesn't, yeah. Yeah. And, and going back to the question, like, I think if I was Josh, Bananas would be the guy I want to go after first. Just by the fact that he is a seven time champ and he's proven a little bit more so than Wes that if he gets to the final, he's tough to fucking beat. He's winning seven out of 10 times. Yeah. You know, I, and the odds of him in the elimination, like we've always said, are much better. Yep. Get him into another elimination, get him into another elimination. And here's my thing. Okay. Because we've talked about this so many times, right? How. There are certain players like CT, like Bananas, that you have a better chance of beating in an elimination than you do in a final, right? I almost feel like Wes is the opposite. Because if you look at the amount of finals that Wes has made it to and the seasons he's done versus the amount that he's won, and then you look at his elimination record, yeah, I'd almost want to risk it and try to just beat him in a final because I feel like you almost have a better chance of that. Because Wes is so fucking good in eliminations. And obviously, like, this statement is not going to age well by the end of this episode. But I'm just saying, like, on a normal basis, like, I don't know, man. I almost feel like you shoot for bananas in an elimination and you run your ass off to beat Wes in that final. I, I feel like you, you put bananas versus Wes in elimination. Well, yeah, if you can make that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's what you do. Uh I was going to say, what was that post that said Wes hasn't tried in an elimination since War of the Worlds? Or whatever, when he made the final. Uh, well, no, he he tried in, in what was that, fucking All-Stars 3 against Yes, where he kept trying to fucking knock oh, Yes's yeah, head off with those sliding but, drawers. <laughs> but it's just not the same West from back in the day. Like, yeah, put me in elimination. I want no. it. Give it to me. It's no. not the same. Chris has taken that role this season. Yeah, yeah kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, anyways, getting into the daily, Colin, go the distance. Can't we just call it going the distance? You can't throw those three extra letters on there to I'm really punch it home. The distance, because you're telling them to do it, not saying we're all doing. Well, they were all trying to do it. They were, yeah, but just saying, some didn't do so well. <laughs> not everybody. That's fair. Look, um, there's not really a long explanation needed for this daily. Basically, there's ropes with little sticks on the end. Batons. Sticks, Thanks. batons, same thing, whatever. This fucking guy. Whoa. <laughs> What's up with all the shade all of a sudden? What shade? No. Jeez, we go to video and then all bets yeah. are off. Yeah, it's what like, fuck this about? guy who sits next to me. What are you talking about? Oh. I talk shit on you all the time. Fucking West Side, you know? <laughs> fuck. I just said this fucking guy. That's all I said. All right. Let's make sure we separate the sexes. Oh, my God. Anyways, they have to jump off a fucking platform to try to grab the batons. Thank you. Off a rope. (laughs) And they go out in further distances and they're going to do it in rounds. I did. I also want to point out really quick. I did again uh, another CBS move. So props to them. Um, the batons and the ropes were adjusted for each individual player's height and wingspan. So 
Major props for that. I enjoy wow. that. I like that, like making it fair, making an even playing ground. So like if you're short and you don't possibly have the, the hope of reaching something that like Fessel could reach, you know, you don't have that problem when they that, do this. So I really like that. I didn't even yeah. catch that in yeah. the show. Yeah. So that makes so much more sense. I was like, how the fuck is bananas keeping up with Fessel? Yeah. Like, they adjusted them based on their on their height and, and wingspan. wingspan. Yeah. yeah. That is interesting. Okay, yeah, I appreciate that. that. To like all the dailies and the limbs, yeah. and I really like that they're making it an even playing field. So like, even if you get something fucking random and weird, you know, you're still on that even playing field. Like the 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 pool one with Tyler and you, like <laughs> the school <laughs> triangle. <laughs> Whatever. Oh man! This all right, so guy. pick me, okay? Yeah, so. this fucking gal. Um, <laughs> anyway, so TJ uh, tells him next that because uh, TJ is the dirtiest player in the game, says, guess what? It's a double elimination this week. You know, that was that was pretty dirty. But honestly, like TJ's done some super, super shady, dirty shit true, in the past. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm trying to think, like, what would be like, what would you guys say is like the shadiest, dirtiest fucking twist that TJ's just thrown at them? Oh, shit. You're really putting the, whole, fi- the whole final reckoning season. <laughs> the whole thing that's fair it's cold as ice i guess yeah, yeah like mercenaries yeah. would be like you know the the one that always pops to my mind is the dirty 31 where we actually get the confessionals where he's like i'm the i'm the dirtiest player in the game you yeah. know, with all the eyebrows and stuff but at, but he was only hiding from them the actual amount of the money they were winning so and like the i don't redemption know house yeah and the redemption house yeah wasn't that the intro of the redemption house I, I no no it was like some random one after he told them that they were only going for like three hundred and fifty thousand or something and then he was like no no, no i mean the first season to ever have a redemption house no that was uh right axis axis had a redemption oh, okay with wes and Teresa mm-hmm. and so, bananas and nani i think my answer on this one is when I forget what season was when they introduced skulls and told him that they had Ooh. to go into elimination in order to run the final. Yeah, I really actually like that a lot. Yeah. Not free agents. It was Devin and Cheyenne rival rivals. Where they oh, had to draw okay, the yeah. skulls out. Yeah. But I know you're talking about when they have to get a skull, like you have to go into a limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So total that's madness, just total madness like or yeah. I I was thinking double agents, but it was total madness. Yeah. yeah. Where you have to have an elimination win to in get into to a final. final. Yeah. Yeah. To qualify. Rogan felt that it was directed at him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. CT was like, motherfuckers. God damn you. <laughs> I still like angry dad TJ from Invasion when they all fucked off from doing the like beads or whatever the hell it was. Oh, from the final. Yeah. That one was. That and was crazy. Nelson would have won if he would have completed it. All right. Let's get into this final. Let's With do it. the women, was anyone surprised who it boiled down to at the end? I just want to be no. straight. Yeah. No, but, was... can, no, but can we talk about Michelle's little fucking bunny hop? Like, what, uh, what was she doing? She just literally went bloop. Like, she did not launch or anything. She just bloop. <laughs> that, that, that's a very hard, like, this off, no practice. That's a hard jump to make, especially that it looked like the ground was super duper wet. Yeah. And also, like, you have to know how much distance you have on that platform so that your foot hits the edge of it to push off. 
And it looks like she just like miscalculated. She did not do. Yeah, she just. Bloop. I just feel like she could have fell forward and grabbed that motherfucker. Like yeah. she didn't really have to jump because like everybody got the first one that I remember. Like yeah. other than on Alyssa. The guy. Yeah. And Chanel. I don't know. West. Maybe I'm just hating on so, Michelle right now, but it just come on. You're better than this. She was like, I got to win. <laughs> <laughs> I got this. Well, that was Alyssa and Cassidy and yeah, Cassidy eventually. Well, I mean, Cassidy got one of them, but yeah, she got the first one. She went out in the second round. But the one that actually surprised me is was Chanel. Um, and yeah. I don't know, like. I know we just talked about this a couple of weeks ago when we had Alex on and we were talking about how, you know, we haven't really seen much from Chanel, but for some reason, you know, all these challenge fans and survivor fans have a lot of faith in her. And, uh, you know, a lot of that kind of goes back to like how much confidence she has in herself and how much confidence she, you know, exhibits or whatever out to everybody. But I'm like, I'm curious, like, are your guys's thoughts on Chanel, like changing it all? with her performance in the season so far not at all i mean yeah it's she's having like first season jitters but i don't see that it's like a true testament to her abilities yeah she just hasn't found her groove it's kind of like michaela michaela went out first in her That's first season point. but like obviously michaela is good at this game Here's my thing. It's best analogy I can do from sports is it's like baseball. Sometimes great hitters go through slumps yeah. where they're just not hitting. That's fair. And she's just in a slump in dailies where she's not performing as well as she should. I think honestly, there's no discernible reason to say that you would pick Chanel in a like elimination over Desi or Michaela. Like well, she seems just as tough to me as all three of them or including Tori. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, and what really brought this to my attention was we actually we had somebody uh, post in our challenge fandom or our, I'm sorry, our challenge trash talk Facebook group. And she had mentioned, you know, because at some point um, later down the line and I didn't write this down, so it won't be talked about as part of the normal show. So I'll just bring it up now. But she had a confessional where she was talking like replying to like Alyssa or whatever. And she was like, if you want to find out why you're a layup, oh, I'll come and show Cassidy. Okay. Cassidy. That makes it worse. Cassidy. And um, anyway, and so somebody had posted and she was like, you know, you haven't performed anything. You haven't shown anything all season. Like you're the layup kind of a vibe. Um, and, and me, I like my immediate response was like to get defensive because I fucking love Chanel. And I'm like, no. Right. But then I'm like, okay, am I being biased? I'm like, all right, I got to ask the guys like how they feel about Chanel because she hasn't really like performed. But for some reason, I still have faith that like she could be a really great fucking challenger. I'm not saying she can't be, but I'm just saying if she would have said it about Alyssa, that's one thing. But she said about a Cassidy who made it to the end of the Survivor, won competitions She's yeah. won two yeah. eliminations so far. And at this point, Chanel hasn't won anything. Like, she's just been all talk. But to say that, it, I, I think that's why it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths because she hasn't done anything. I'm not saying she can't, but we don't know. Like, she hasn't won anything at all on any show she's been on. And that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. She lost fair. a vote. She won a lose a vote. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I say this as a big fan of Chanel, but like, yeah, she lost her vote. <laughs> yeah, like I'm a big fan of Chanel and yeah, she really has improved it up to this point. But if like we were going to put a million dollars on like a pole wrestle or a hall brawl or a balls in or anything that is remotely physical, 
would you put that million on Chanel or Cassidy? I don't know who would come out on top. I'd put I put it on Chanel. But like Cassidy has proved herself to not be a slouch. I don't think she is. But I don't think she's a slouch. I just think there's tiers or levels to this shit. And Chanel is on a different level when she kicks it into gear than Cassidy is. And I could be completely wrong, but that's just the read I have on it with the lack of tapes. I think Chanel has heavily benefited from Desi and Michaela making her a part of that little clique. Because I don't think she's on a level of Desi and Michaela. I agree. I agree. 100%. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that it's like Desi and Michaela, you know, and then you have like your Chanel's and, you know, Tori's up here. I, mean, I don't think some of the men are on the same level as Desi and Michaela. No. no. Yeah, no. no. Looking at you, Enzo. <laughs> Shit, I'm looking at, at half the cast that was originally on this show. Right. Um. <laughs> Um, actually speaking of Michaela, um, yeah, you know, so yeah. we, we move on to rounds two and three, um, you know, Cassidy goes out in round two, Tori goes out in round three. Um, but <clears throat> Michaela is absolutely horrendously terrified standing up on this platform. And first thing first, I just want to give like a massive round of applause to Michaela because Fuck she yeah. was literally in fucking tears because she was so scared Yes, and she still did it. She still jumped off that platform three more freaking times after, you know, she after her first jump, obviously. And, but what I was curious about is, did it did you guys all catch um, on that third one when Tori went out and Michaela finally and TJ's like yelling at her? He's like, you got to go. You got to go. And she finally jumps. She gets her baton and then she falls in the water and there's like a shot of Tori and Tori's like down there, like cheering for her yeah. and like yeah. clapping her hands and yeah. stuff. I thought that was so I, fucking cool of Tori. Like. She just got knocked out of the game. Like she could be down there being all salty and pissed and shit, but she's down there cheering on Michaela. And I was like, that's fucking awesome. And like, it's things like that, that I'm like, dude, like little things like that to me say more about like Tori or about people in general than, you know, a lot of the shit like people get mad about, like, because she's got fucking relationships on every season and go fucking what she do. She makes funny faces. Yeah. Like. But she's like, that's awesome. And you don't see that kind of stuff very often. So I, I really, really liked that a lot. I also really liked um, Michaela's take on it of just, I have to do it once so I can prove to my body that I can do this. In theory. <laughs> In theory. Yeah. And then the next time she's like, so it wasn't any better the second time. It didn't time. work. <laughs> Baby G, or would, no, she said Jesus. She said was, I had to call on Jesus. That's for that second. <laughs> and yeah, so she cried, but immaterial. She got through it and she won. And there are people who we give way more props to as challengers and competitors who just don't do them yeah and who just get to a challenge that involves one of their fears and they just say no exactly so those like my preemptive screw you to anybody who gives michaela shit for being emotional about it because that can also just be a secondary response to fear i think it was just amazing how badly her and her body didn't want to do it yeah but she was just so great at it because like if you watched her when she jumped off you could just tell yeah, like oh, the yeah. natural ability that or not natural, she's earned what she has, but her ability to get there was there. But she just yes. didn't yes. want to do it at all. Yeah. And it was just like <laughs> still got there with ease every time. Yeah. Look, it, it, one of the hardest 
things that I've noticed, like if you're trying to fake is a nervous reaction, like your legs shaking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and there's a difference between having the shivers and your knees feel weak. Yes. Right. And that's what she obviously had going on. She was really, truly afraid. And to see her get over that fear and keep doing it because it didn't get any better for it, but no. she kept going. It and, got yeah. worse almost. Yeah. Like it seemed like well, it just got worse every time. Like she kept having to fucking do it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But That's the what final saying, one like, was a lot yeah. better than the third one. It was. It was yeah. a lot better than the third one. But I and I did like that little pep talk that Michelle gave her where she was like, Don't wait. When that horn blows, just go. Just jump. Like, mm-hmm. don't wait. Because if you sit there and think about it too yeah. long, then then the the chances that you're gonna do it go way down. You know what I mean? Um, but There was one other thing I wanted to address about this part, because obviously Desi and Michaela are in the final round um, and they both jump and Desi, you know, she barely like misses hers, like scrapes her hand along it. You're dumb Um, (laughs) and falls in the water and Michaela grabs hers. And so she she secures herself her first daily win. So that's awesome. Props to Michaela. Yeah. But I did see somebody like out. They wrote it on in a comment somewhere and. I was like so annoyed with it. I didn't respond there and I wanted to address it here because it had like likes and stuff on it. And so I was like, no, 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 no. But somebody said that they truly believe that Desi purposefully didn't grab her baton and gave the win to Michaela. And I'm like, hold, hold the phone. No, because if you have ever spoken to Desi, you would know she is so damn competitive. That woman would not let anybody like just win something like that, even if it was her like best friend or whatever. So I just wanted to address that because like, you know, like we've talked to Desi before and like I saw somebody else at one point referred to her as just like, you know, this, this pretty girl in her heels and dresses or whatever. And I'm like, you don't know shit about Desi. You don't know shit about Desi because that's not like, yeah, she's gorgeous. And yes, she did model and stuff like that, but there's so much more. She's beautiful. She's like stunning, like goddess, goddess, but that's not all there is to Desi. Like she's so much more than just that. And I just wanted to address that because I thought that was absolutely asinine. (laughs) Yeah. That falls under screw you. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, the lady that wrote that on Facebook is, is a fucking idiot. And it was the most ridiculous post I've ever seen. So dumb. The way it was. Oh, is that the one? Was about that the one Wes, that, yeah. When, yeah. Oh, no, was that the one that Anthony said? The guy Anthony yes, Sanchez yes, said, yes. "I should avoid this as an admin." But you have the most outrageous takes, takes of anybody in this group, and yeah. that's saying something. And this is all in the same week that I argued with Karina that Fessy would take prime CT in a hall brawl just to f- argue with it. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. But then you tried to tell me that he that Nelson could take prime CT. I was like, no, I didn't fight. say he, Nelson could take him. I said he, he would struggle with him a little bit. And I'm not saying struggle like really it's an even match. I'm saying like struggle like how he did a little bit with Tyler compared to what he did to bananas mm. in you know that elimination on cutthroat <laughs> but anyways we're going off yeah subject. back to, back to <laughs> addressing the thing about Desi throwing this if you watch they show a slow motion of her grabbing it and it's not yeah. that she purposely just didn't grab it she was going for it she and just, she just closed her late. hand too late yeah, yeah she closed her hand way too late around that and it just it didn't you know and if you're throwing it then you don't bother trying to grab it if you want to say that about bananas maybe i'd agree a little bit yeah (laughs) or shane yeah like at least that would like the bananas one sarah as soon as it happened she goes well i guess we'll never know who could have won 
<laughs> I was like, I think that he legitimately just could not reach that. I no, think he couldn't even come close. He grabbed in front of it. Yeah, and again, he didn't even come close. If you're going to throw it, then you don't try to grab it because you could accidentally actually grab it. I don't think he threw you just it, go. I, uh, I missed the yeah. way Fessy had to really reach out there. And yeah. Fessy's got a vertical and, and he he's really slam ball. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I probably helped him, to be honest. Well, oh, for sure. Two back to back challenges where slam ball has come into like an actual asset. Yeah, but I, yeah, I don't think bananas through it either. No. A- anyways, no. Fessy wins for the men. But I think the really the golden part of this whole daily was Wes right before he went <laughs> and he was talking about like I want to win this I want to be in power I want to fill up my goblet to the brim with power I want to chug it down and become drunk on power and then he goes to jump and bloop he pulls a Michelle and TJ turns to him and goes I mean why did you even do that yeah. <laughs> but, but then TJ one ups himself when was it Josh yeah. that was yes. a message like you've been hanging out with West Mets and West like shut up shut up <laughs> shut up TJ my, my favorite was when he met when Wes misks it all you hear is Josh go Wesley, Wesley what the what fuck, the fuck? <laughs> and that's what I love about that's what I find so funny about Josh is he always calls him Wesley and yeah. his name is not Wesley it's Weston <laughs> but he calls him Wesley oh, <laughs> it just yeah. makes it so much more funny yeah <laughs> um well, but no I, that was that was fucking hilarious i'm sorry go no, ahead no, no, i was no, gonna propose was, a question but no you can propose go ahead. a question because it was a stupid comic go no i was i was just gonna ask you guys like what you guys think about wes because <clears throat> you know obviously we know what happens at the end of the episode so this is kind of our last time no to spoilers. break down uh you know to kind of talk about wes and his game and stuff he didn't seem like he had a very good season um no. <laughs> so I'm wondering, do you guys think, like, is Wes losing his touch? Does he just not care as much? Is the competition level getting too high for him? Like, what do you guys think is going on with Wes? Or is he just, like, mentally checked out? I'll, I'm going to go first on this one. Please. Wes is great when he's playing with other challengers. Wes's game is not built to be played with people from Survivor or Big Brother where the numbers not even the numbers where people walk in with an assumption of who Wes is on the show instead of who Wes really is like the challengers know him. Right. And I think that goes against him and what happened here. He's known as like this master manipulator and this master games player. He's, you know, the Boston Rob, some would say from survivor of the challenge, or Mm -hmm. he's, you know, Dr. Will of from big brother of the challenge. So he has a reputation. And when people hear about that without actually knowing him and playing a season with him, like most challengers have. Right. It, it greatly affects his ability to do what he wants to do in a season. Well, look at Cassidy. If Cassidy would have come in knowing Wes, like bananas knows Wes or Tori knows Wes or anything like that. Different. She came in with them like having, paid attention to the challenge and knowing how Wes plays as soon as Wes started targeting her, she went in on Wes hard because she was being confronted by gameplay Wes, right. not exactly actual Wes. But I, like to your point, Rick, I think that his real problem is he is underestimating the quote unquote rookies that have been coming in both on worlds and on this because he's used to rookies coming in 
and basically just being like, oh, sorry, how should we play the game? Whereas these people are coming in and being like, this is how the game is going to be played. I don't know if I agree with that because he was one of the first ones that reported back to the vets this season that it's not about, you know, big brother or survivor. They just want challenge vets out. And he was able to read the game pretty well. Well, and even back on worlds, like he was very, very supportive of new people from survivor and big brother. Like he was very vocal about that throughout the season. and, And when he left very vocal, when he left, um, so I, I don't necessarily think it's that I like, I don't know. I'm but sorry. then again, ahead, no, 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 I, I, it's not like I know for a fact, it's just, I'm just stating my, my opinion in it, but I do think it did play a role in the fact that, that he has also a preconceived notion of these survivor players based on the fact yeah. that they're just from survivor mm. or they're from big brother, just like they have the same preconceived notion of Wes from the challenge. Well, and he has every, he has every opportunity to go and watch them on their shows just as much as they've watched him on his shows. So, you know, that doesn't always bode well for people, you know, is to see their, their old season. Yeah. And I think that's what I mean by like underestimating them is just looking at them as survivor or as big brother. Okay. Not actually taking into account, like this is Desi or this is Michaela or Chanel or whoever. And from that, just looking at them basically as the show that they came from and how they obviously must play because that's the show they came from. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I just think Wes is kind of like an athlete that didn't know when to hang it up. Cause like, I think war of the Worlds was the last season he gave his all to, but even on then and other seasons, he would do like the leg work before the season to kind of make alliances even with like the younger guys like Hunter on that season. And I just don't think he did the legwork. Now I know he won all stars. The competition's a little less stiff then, but he just doesn't, I just don't think he has that fire anymore. Like he doesn't have that want to, like, I know he says it all the time that he wants to win, but it just doesn't, It we don't see it. That that's all he cares about is winning. Honestly, like, so I, I, I partially agree with you. I don't necessarily think that like Wes, like, physically is unable to compete anymore i but i do think that he is mentally checked out seasons ago and i think he continues to come back because he enjoys the game he enjoys playing but actually like having that good solid gameplay making those relationships like all the little tedious shit you have to do on the show to stay on the show long term like, I think he's just kind of mentally checked out of that a, yeah. a while back. And he just kind of comes back now for fun and, 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 you know, vacation time or whatever. Um, you know, I think this season he was a little bit too in his head because with the baby coming, I think he did really want to play, but yeah. you know, being in the house with so many different shows and him having the reputation he has, you know, I think that like really hurt him this season. Um, but I just, I, I think he's just kind of mentally checked out. Like, I think I think with this season, the way they got targeted immediately, just like he even more checked out. Like I think if they would have kind of got the free pass, Vets usually get. Yeah, dampened his spirits. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. right away they just they came at him, and he just he didn't he just didn't want to do it, do the work. I think yeah, it was that and that first deliberation when green t- green team Oof. won and he got yeah. kind of put in his place. It just threw his whole like that. his whole game and his mental space off of how he was going to play this game compared to what he thought. You yeah. know what I mean? 
but I don't know what anyone else was thinking, but I was thinking, let's tell the people about Spotify for podcasters. <laughs> That was a great advertisement, guys. It really was. I mean, I feel more informed. I mean, especially with the analytics that they're able to give us, it just really puts us a pace above our oh my where we would normally be. So, <laughs> is it still me or is it you again? I don't know. I think it's me and Rick this time. We're gonna do a new one with Corey too. Gang, yeah. gang, gang, gang. Spotify for podcasters. <laughs> West Side. Throw gang, gang in there. Anyways, if you guys haven't noticed, we're back. Thanks for joining us uh, and hearing about Spotify for podcasters. Those of you on YouTube, I hope you enjoyed the logo with the the theme song. Yeah, your ten seconds of logo and and yeah. For us, it was three hours. <laughs> I'm joking. It's been ten minutes. Anyways, let's get back into this. Which the next part up is, you know, of course, the deliberations. Um, where before we even get into that, Michaela's talking to. Uh, Desi and Chanel about what their move should be. Um, and she has the idea of like, hey, I don't want to necessarily just put in Cassidy and Alyssa because the next week it's going to be one of us going in kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Let's just cut out the middle and go for, let's say, Tori. Mm. And this is the one part, and I kind of want your guys' opinion, where I think Michaela's game falters a little bit, mm-hmm. which is if she stays the course, she's got an easier road than if she goes after Tori right now. And I think Bessie eventually gets it across to her, but I mm-hmm. think this was the one faltering of her game that I've seen thus far. Right, right. Yeah. Got a little bit of power and was just like, wanted to just jump on that big move, which I mean, it's, it's hard to say because like as, as you know, as fans watching the show afterward, you know, like Monday night quarterbacking or whatever, they don't know how many more eliminations there's going to be. You know what I mean? We have a rough idea of how many more episodes there's going to be, but they don't know like if there's more doubles or if it's all just, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot that they don't know. So like, I understand her wanting to take that shot. I just, I don't know. Like it's, it's a tough situation to be in, but I definitely, I mean, I don't, I don't think that she should necessarily like shoot at Tori right this moment, but I also understand that it's taken her a while to get, that daily win and have that power. So I get where she's coming from wanting to do it, but I just, I, I agree that it's not the best move right now. It's the first one that Tori hasn't won either. The first daily since they went individual that Tori hasn't won. So it could also be a matter. And I, to preface this, I also don't agree that it's the right move to go for Tori at this point, but it could be a matter of like, we actually legitimately don't know when we will get a shot to go after Tori again. Yeah. yeah. She yeah. could go right back to winning them all. This could be our opportunity. And I like, I even, it even makes sense. The whole, if we put in Alyssa or Cassidy, one of them will go home. And then next time, one of us is going to have to go against the person who's still here. But I actually thought that she was going from Michelle. I thought when she said that she was going to cut out, like cut out the middle, I, I thought that so she too. meant Michelle until yeah. she said Tori. Yeah, I thought I thought she met Michelle as well. Yeah, I just kind of see it as uh, as kind of Danny McCray on Worlds. Like, hey, I don't want to see Jordan in the final, and then Jordan got to the final and beat him. So I uh, just kind of see that outlook from her. And I, I get it. Um, I guess the bigger question is: Do you think that the Survivor girls will eventually turn on each other? Like, and I'm talking about the you know Michelle, 
Desi, Chanel, uh, and Michaela. I know Michelle's kind of on the outs on that one, but she's still part of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but yeah, like that that strong girl. I just keep calling it the Survivor Strong Girl Alliance, even though like Tori's technically part of it, so it's not really all Survivor. But that Desi, Michaela, Chanel little click, yeah. right? Like, I, I I think they will eventually turn on each other. Um. But I'm curious to see how quickly that's going to come, because we saw that moment where, you know, Desi and Chanel point out to Michaela, like, hey, look, if you vote in Tory, you put Tory up as the main nomination tonight. The House is going to want to send in either Desi or Chanel to go against her because they're going to take again, they're going to take that as an opportunity of, hey, this is our chance to get Tory out of the game. So they're not going to send in somebody like Alyssa or, or Cassidy who, you know, no offense, but doesn't have as high of odds of beating somebody like Tori as like a Desi or a Chanel. And obviously Michaela's off the table because she's the winner. So it, but Desi gave that confessional where she was like, you know, Michaela wanting to take, make this move right now just kind of shows like how selfish she's playing in this game because she's not considering that if she throws Tori in right now, she's safe, but the, her girls aren't safe, you know? So I just I wonder how like how quickly they're going to realize that they're going to have to turn on each other and how that's going to play out. Well, I mean, really, if you look at it, they they might not have to. You know what I mean? Because we're so close. Do I think it's going to happen? I could see it happening, but I think it's a really low odds. I mean, but even then, like he's like there's three of them. Right. And the most people that are going to go into a final are four. And there's what there's six girls left yeah they got buffers though they got cassidy they got michelle they got buffers before they have to make that decision they even have tori yeah before they have to go on each other but if like cassidy or michelle end up winning a daily by some chance what are they gonna do you know what i mean so like there's space in here for you know i don't know i just i'm curious to see how it's gonna play out I don't think Michaela was being selfish. I think she was just throwing an idea out there. Yeah. Like, and she took the feedback and made her decision accordingly. But I, I don't think it was her being selfish. She was just like, hey, should we take this shot? And then heard what they had to say and made, made her decision. Yeah, it was a weird confessional because Desi, like, I believe what she, specifically what she said was that it shows how selfish Michaela is willing to be to win this game. And like, I don't know if that's necessarily a fair assessment based on what, like, I agree with Corey. Like, it seemed like she was just saying, is this the opportunity that we use to take Tori? Because if we send in A or B, only one comes back. And it was a weird confessional. It threw me off, not necessarily in a good or bad way, just kind of threw me off on who Michaela is and how she plays the game. Because she's so methodical and thought out on every single thing she's going to do and to shoot from the hip and and maybe it was just hey let me spitball an idea and see what you guys think which it probably was but it just seemed like such a from a hip shot that it just didn't make sense to me i i honestly i think that you know and and this kind of moves us into um into the you know, the next part where Fessy and Michaela go to actually do their nominations. Um, but I think Michaela, as, you know, headstrong and, you know, wonderful as she is on this show, 
I think she's a little bit nervous. And she I, I really caught a hold of that when she was sitting there talking to Fessel and telling him like, hey, look, I've never been this deep in the game before. How do we vote when we're this far into the game? Yeah. Like, I, I don't even know if nervous is the right type of word, but like she just doesn't really know how to approach the game at this point. She's never been this far into a game, you know, and so and then now having power on top of it. And, you know, so I, I think that. I don't necessarily think she was like purposely trying to be selfish or anything, which, by the way, is so stupid. I just want to say again, <laughs> and reiterate this because again, and we talked about we talk about this all the time. But to me, like saying that Michaela is willing to be selfish to win the game. Well, duh. To me, that's the same thing as somebody being like, you know, well, I can tell so and so is only here to, to win for himself. Well, <laughs> Duh. How do you expect me to win if you keep putting me in every time? <laughs> the fuck? Yeah. So, um, so anyway, I, I think that I think that Michaela just she doesn't know how to move forward. And so she's just trying to gather up people's advice. I don't necessarily think she was trying to uh, be shady in that moment. Well, no, in, no. Go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> Jinx. Stand up. All right. Well, no, I'm going to just kind of move it forward with Fessy talking to her and two things real quick. One. Fessy explains it really well, which is you don't want to put Tori in right now because the odds of her coming back and winning a daily than shooting at you is a lot higher. Well, and, and he's going to take heat for it, too, because he's sitting in the room and, with Michaela and Tori took him out last in ride or dies. Mm -hmm. It was him and her and Devin that made the decision over bananas. Yeah. Um, and it's he gives her solid knowledge. The second part of this is my hot take is this is Fessy's best season. By I far, I don't really think that's a hot take, though. I was gonna but say that's like if no, the hot take part is if he keeps playing like this, mm -hmm. he's going to win. Oh, yeah, he's yeah. going to win he's and win. maybe multiple if he can continue this. And I know it might just be an edit that we're getting, but it's a great fucking edit he's getting. <laughs> well, a yeah. great here's one. the thing, too on the daily when he won, when they had the confessional with him after he won, he acknowledged that he won back to back, but he said. The best part about that is that it keeps him safe because it's a double elimination. That was Fessel. Fessy would have been cocky as fuck if he did if he won back to back dailies in this with a double elimination coming. But he's playing the game differently. Yes. And to that point, Michaela was also super smart because she played to Fessel's ego as well when she said, like, how do we play this? Right. And then from the edit, at least she got him to say all the names. He didn't, she didn't say anything. Yeah. Well, and that was, that was my other thing that kind of threw me off a little bit in this, in this nomination. So obviously Fessy starts out by, you know, pretty much narrowing everything down and saying that he wants to say Chris's name because he's already said it before. And, you know, he's got friendships and alliances with like every other guy in the house. Um, and she doesn't really fight him on this. And then they move on to the girls and he says that, for the girls, for him, it's between Alyssa, Cassidy, and Tori. And that one threw me off because I was like, why would Fessy want to shoot at Tori knowing that they're like, they're most likely obviously running this final as individuals and it's going to be a male and female, but like more than likely the, the, the final is going to have partners. So why would a male like Fessy want to get rid of a strong female like Tori. Like, why, why was that even an option for Fessy? Because he like, wanted to float it out there and see where Michaela stood on Tori. I mean, that's possible, too. I, I didn't really think of it that way, but... 
I think two things. It could be, I don't know for a fact, and I don't even know if I really feel this way, but um, it could be one that, like we just said, Tori threw him in in Rider Dies right before the final. And secondly, it could be, look at what he just said last week about, I want to throw bananas in Wesson, but Tori's not going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He could be willing to just say, no, I want to get all these challengers out to give myself the best chance, which is counterintuitive because more than likely they are going to be running as pairs with a woman. Yeah. And you know, and And that's what I'm saying. Like, why would you want to throw Tori in over like it to me, it would be like Cassidy, Alyssa would be like the, the, the first picks, right? Like Michelle, like those three right there, like the ones you're going to want to keep around are like the Desi's, the Chanel's, the Tori's, the Michaela. Well, you can't say Michaela's name anyway, so it doesn't matter. But nonetheless, yeah. 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 It just, it just threw me off that he was like, that Tori was even an option for him. Like I totally understood it coming from Michaela because Michaela has to beat Tori in a final if they both make it. But Vessel would get to run with Tori and she literally is coming off of a win. So like, it's just, I don't know. It was just weird. She's coming off a second, but yeah, I feel like, I feel like the main thing is him trying to get a feel for where Michaela stood on Tori. Yeah. But the flip side, like another, this is, it feels weird. But I'm giving Fessel another compliment. The way that he approached saying Alyssa's name and saying, like, I already went to bat for her once and she was one of the first out of the daily. So what did that get me? And so him on Alyssa and saying, like, yeah, she's a big brother number, but me protecting her does not benefit my game anymore because she can't do anything for him. Yeah, and. The flip side is Michaela not saying a guy's name and knowing that she didn't have by her not saying it. She can say, I didn't say your name, but Fessel's got an alliance with every other person in the house. Well, and he's also, you know, he's also placating the house like everybody's yeah. fucking pissed at Chris right now. He he upset everybody a lot hates of people. Chris. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, it was a it was a smart move for him. I, I agree. The Tory one was the only thing that threw me off. But I do agree with their final nominations. Oh, absolutely. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was a foregone conclusion that that's what they were going to narrow it down to. Like, I just Michaela didn't see even Ma- said it. Yeah. Like, Michaela wasn't going to be putting up a fight for anyone except for the, the two other women, Desi and Chanel. Yeah. Like, she wasn't going to fight Tori except for. Fessy obviously worked through the explanation like we were saying. Right. Um, once they got done with that, I I man, I'm feeling for Chris. You know, he finds out he's on the fucking chopping block again. He's in the confessional room and he has a little bit of a breakdown. But I liked how he just kind of reaffirmed to himself. I'm always I always come back. I always yeah. come back. And it's like I can see a path is convoluted and tough as it is i can see a path to the final form dude what if he pulls another fucking survivor like literally just comes from like the underdog bottom of the fucking cast and fucking wins like what like how crazy would that be oh my god i like it would be dope but i just think the competition's too steep with the people that are in there but once again it goes back to we've never seen him do anything like this before he's a think that he does marathons i'm not 100 percent sure but i feel like somebody said that chris does either marathons or triathlons or something like that well i know he's athletic you know we got the little flashback of you know like him doing football and like all that stuff and the little story a little bit of the story there 
Um, but I don't know. I just, I was thinking about that when he was sitting there and he's like, I always come back. I always come back. And like, my first yeah. thought was survivor when he got, you know, sent off and, and, you know, and then he came back and he was like kind of playing from the bottom and fucking ended up winning. And I'm like, what if granted, like there's no actual leaving and coming back on this season, but just the fact of like playing from the bottom, being the underdog, the one consistently targeted. And then like, what if he came and fucking actually just like won the final like that would be absolutely insane i I, yeah. I do i do see like is a very small like marginal you know very very small it, yeah. but it would be crazy well i mean and what this is his third elimination he's gonna yeah. go into yeah right here? his third yeah he sent home some what well he sent home lewis he spent home sent home lewis and seabass and now wes who's the elimination king whoa yeah. whoa spoiler oh my god Sorry, you guys are fools um, I did like how the way Chris played it when Joshua and him were talking and mm-hmm. he's like, who do you want me to take out of the game? Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden it opens up the, the inroads to rebuilding trust and alliances in the house. So it's a smart move. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But again, this one, this one threw me off a little bit. Cause again, you know, Chris is like, oh yeah, you know, I want to take out Wes cause Wes is going to be the hardest beat in the final. And it's like bananas. Exist. Yeah. No, yeah. Bananas exist here in this final though too how buddy much, like how much has josh been running his mouth about thinking wes is gonna be the toughest one to beat in the final to chris so yeah that's true and yeah, chris I guess turning it josh you know? probably influenced maybe influenced that a little bit yeah i don't know uh, i but don't know it's but also probably easier to get the numbers on wes than it is to get the numbers on bananas at this exact point yeah um i think within the next week or two it's gonna be these are the people that are left out of the people that are left. We need to get bananas gone. So I'll be interested to see, but I know it's hard for you to believe Tony, but I think bananas is more well liked amongst other challengers than Wes's. That's what I just said. (laughs) I just think it's crazy because it's like knowing them. I think Wes is more likely to be on Josh's side than bananas. I mean, I don't think either one of them care if he makes it to a final, but it's just like, I think I trust Wes a little bit more than Bananas. I think he's just the bond he's made with Bananas. He's done more seasons with Bananas. Well, and even Bananas said that they have a really good, like, relationship. Well, so. yeah, yeah, and then same with, like, Tori, you know, his relationship right. there. Yeah. You know, his relationship with Fessy, obviously it has its ups and downs. And I'm sorry I keep saying Fessy. I know he likes to go by, he wants to go by his, his first name, which is Fessel. We're but trying. I'm trying, but it just happens. I just, you know, it's, I almost feel like this move was too soon. Flipping on West. Yeah, I think it was well, it too soon. Uh, it worked, yeah, and that's the hard part to argue. It worked, but. Well, we'll see, because there still could be repercussions from this. I'm exactly. pretty sure West is gone. No, well, no, I, I mean, mean for, for Josh. Josh, it yeah. could be not be the, you know, but it, we'll see. You know, I mean, he made a move and that's more than you can really say for a majority of his seasons. So or majority of the other. I'm just happy to see Josh making moves, you know, um, and speaking of relationships, obviously, you know, we go into the vote uh, the, the or the secret vote, you know, where people go up and put the ball in the little hopper tube. Um, but. You know, and this is where we get the scene of like, you know, Josh crying and and saying they're going back and forth trying to figure out who he's going to vote for. 
I'm sorry. I was going to move on to somebody else. Did you have something to I say I was about just going to say it is now officially a challenge season because I... Josh no, cried. <laughs> yeah, Josh cried. And this isn't a bad thing. No, like crying is completely okay, official. but it's not a real reality TV season with Josh Martinez if he doesn't cry at least once. Agreed. And I... The reason he cried this time, I feel like was 100% sincere and yeah. valid because he really does have an admiration towards Wes and this was tough for him. I and it was good to see that. I liked it, honestly. I agree. I agree. I, I, yeah, I don't hold the, 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 the crying over Josh at all. You guys no. know that. Yeah. Um, no, fuck no. It but, just wouldn't be a season without it. Yeah. That's all. But the one I wanted to talk about was actually Cassidy. So when Cassidy goes in, she you know has some confessionals or whatever and she uh, talks yeah. about how she... It, you know, she refuses to go against the survivor girls, um, but she also says that she knows that there's some sort of strong girl alliance that she's not part of and that they're always going to have each other's backs over her. And so my question is, is it's like if you know that and you've seen these signs, then why are you sticking to them? Why not make an alliance that's going to have your back? Like, I know you're mad is, at Tori. I know like she had her whole little friendship with Tori and got mad because Tori had to throw her in last week. But like, it's a fucking game. And if you see that these survivor girls are, they've got each other's three backs before yours. Like just, I don't know, like, or even the guys, like it's, it's not a bad idea to have some of these guys on your side as well. You know what I mean? So it just, it just threw me off that she was like sitting there talking about knowing that this exists and that she's kind of bottom of the list there, but she's still not going to like go for them at all. And it's like, why are you showing loyalty to people that you know are not going to show loyalty to you? All right. So they could technically still do it. Would it make sense for Cassidy to go to Tori and say me, you and Michelle, the three of us, if we win, we try to target one of, you know, Desi, Michaela, Chanel. Mm hmm. I mean, I think it does make sense on that half, but does Tori take the offer? I think she would, and it would be smart because then she's covered on both sides. She doesn't even have to win, and in fact, I would make sure I don't win just so I don't have to, you know, <laughs> sell myself out. But she's covered on the, on the, you know, Desi, Chanel, Michaela side. She's covered on the Cassidy, you know, Alyssa, Michelle. Did I say Michelle twice? You guys know what I mean. We get it. Um, yeah. But she's covered on both sides of the house there. And then she's got all the guys like it would literally be the perfect spot for Tori. But I but even just, you know, how great it out, it, how great it would work out for Tori. I just it's just it's just weird to me, like why people make certain decisions that they make in the game when they can clearly see what's happening around them. Why continue on the same path you're on if you can see that that path is a dead end? Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's just like me, you know, being a Saints fan. I know they're going to let me down at the end, <laughs> but I'm still going to be loyal and I'm going to be true. And now Cassidy did that. And now all the cards are laid on the table. So now she knows I'm not the bad guy. I mean, mm. the, the flip side, too, is like if she if they're kind of not including her because they don't think she can be trusted. And she's proving time and time again that she can be trusted and that she will continue to vote with them. Perhaps she's taking a page out of the vet's book and is playing for seasons down the road. Or she doesn't really have a better option at this point. Yeah. I, all right, two things. One, I never thought I would be friends with a Saints fan like I am with oh Corey. <laughs> And it's because he has the same outlook on his team that I do, which is they're <laughs> eventually going to disappoint me and I'm okay with that. 
Secondly, I think it's partly what you're saying, Tony, with Cassidy. And I think she's just so caught up in what's going on in the dynamic of the game that she doesn't have the foresight like she did on Survivor to be able to see that path. Mm. Like she's too much in the trenches to really see what's going on above ground. Right. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was Cassidy and Carla, right? On Survivor? Yeah. 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 Um, anyways, from here, we go into the eliminations uh, ripped off like they did with their title last week. <laughs> See what I did there? God. It took a whole week, but I got it. All right. Did, we yeah. went full circle. We did. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> um, anyway, so what this is, is it's basically the same elimination that they did in Dirty 30 when it was Tori and I believe Marie. Marie. And, and then, then ammo, and ammo, ammo, Elizabeth and Jordan. Mm-hmm. Um, and they one thing that changed it was is instead of being on the ground in a wrestling match, now they're on like this lift where a they spool. a spool. Yeah, where they can go around the circle of this spool. Guys, uh, it's, watch it's the, the elimination. Yeah, it's hard to Google explain. that shit. Yeah. yeah. So we get to the vote and you have the vote written down what the uh, numbers were, right? Yeah. So Wes ended up getting three votes. Tyler got seven Jesus. and Bananas got two. I thought it was a little bit more even split between. Nah, but they it, wanted Tyler in there. Uh, and then Tori got two. Michelle got one and Cassidy got nine. <laughs> Which is exactly how many pieces she got off of Alyssa. She was yep. pissed. Oh, my God, the look on her face when TJ, when those nine balls showed up on that screen and she started looking around at all the survivors like. So I want to correct something or something that I not really correct, but I disagree with Chanel. Cassidy isn't a layup. No, Alyssa S is a layup. Cassidy is just a smaller petite girl that has a whole bunch of heart and a whole bunch of fight in her. Yeah. And that's where she becomes a competitor. Exactly. She's got the stuff, <laughs> as they would say. Yeah. Or what Roxanne said, she's got the look. <laughs> you 90s babies will get that one. That's yeah. a fucking banger, by the way. 100%. Anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, obviously, Wes and Cassidy end up getting pulled and, and you know, pulled down for elimination. Um, I'm curious. What did you guys think about this elimination? Can we go back to the hopper for a second? Sure. Teach just got two balls out of the hopper and it was just a man and a woman. It just no, happened to be so stupid. They staged that. I, I try to pour three aspirin out and I get 38 in my hand. How did he just yeah. happen to get that? Like the There's odds no of that way. happening are so slim. It's obviously at any, how many Tylers did he have to get after Wes before he got a Cassidy before he yeah. got a girl? Yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. I mean, so uh, yeah, it's, it's bad. I mean, like we said, they showed fucking Tiffany on the stage cheering for herself in an elimination one episode. Oh, they messed up this episode. Oh, yeah, too, that's because right. When Desi, Chanel and Michaela are in the room talking and Michaela's proposing the idea of potentially putting Tori up as the main nomination. And then Desi starts talking. She's like, you know, we just kind of made this allyship with Tori and it does the flashback. Of Tori, Bananas, and, you know, Michaela, Desi, Chanel all standing outside when they made that agreement. Up in the left-hand corner, the top left-hand corner, it says, last night. And it's <laughs> like, bro, that was like two episodes ago. Like, what are you, what? There's no fucking yeah. way that was last night. No, they just solidified night. it again last night. It was the same conversation. Uh, 
I was like, dude, production is slipping this season on just little shit. It's like little tiny shit, too, that I'm like, come on. So just because we're pointing it out for a moment, did you like how they were able to get Alyssa's name in focus? And then they were like, fuck it. We can't get Chris's. Put it in digitally. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that was so funny. They should put text there. It's fine. (laughs) So my overall thought of this elimination is kind of like a Mercedes Benz, right? Like they're really good cars, but they're just way over engineered. Like if you try to change the oil in a Mercedes Benz, it's like a 30 step process compared to like, if you buy a Chevy, it's a five step process. Yeah. It's just too much. Like they had a good elimination in dirty 30. They didn't need to adapt it at all. I think it was Jordan and ammo. I did like it though, because it gave, it gives you other options. So like in the case of Wes, he was doing the whole thing where he was Peter panning around the outside of it, which is <laughs> totally about that, a, though. It's yeah. a valid approach that you couldn't do like you couldn't just play keep away on the ground. But in the air, when you're going around that thing and they were going fast enough that Chris couldn't catch him until he started doing that. And Chris just deked him out, went the other way and just grabbed onto him and held on to him. And that and that's what I was going to say is like, so at first when TJ was explaining it, I was like, okay, this is going to be fucking stupid. Um, And then when the girls started going, I was like, okay, you know, this is kind of cool. But I kept getting frustrated because I was like, why? What is wrong with these girls legs? Like, are they fucking broken? Like, why are they just use your use your legs, use your feet like this is something like you can use your whole body for. And so I was very disappointed in that. The girls round was good. But I was disappointed that nobody was utilizing the feet and the legs because my first thought was do exactly what Chris did. Fucking yep. Venus yep. Tra- fly trap them bitches right well, in there and just start ripping shit off. And you use your legs, you lock them into you and you just you go to town. And so when that happened with Chris, I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, OK, now this is this is what I wanted to see when I heard TJ explaining the elimination. I thought somebody was going to kind of like tilt sideways and use their feet on like the thing in the middle, like parkour style. Yeah, exactly. Like I was waiting for that to happen, but <laughs> no, Chris had the right idea. And when he got a hold of Wes, it looked cool. like a kid pulling petals off a flower. Like yeah. he loves me. He loves me. Not he loves me. They're just fucking <laughs> flying off. Two um, seconds left on the clock at the end of that. Yeah. It took him that long to fucking track him down. Then it took him 30 seconds yeah. to get all the patches off. Yeah. Well, like, I Sarah was leaning back when we were watching it. And as soon as Chris went the other way and as soon as he grabbed onto Wes, yep. Sarah like shot forward on the couch and was just like, is Wes getting eliminated? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I, th- I think I also feel like Wes didn't match the intensity because if you watch when Wes is pulling the patches, like Chris was hammer fisting Wes's arms. Like yeah, he was straight by up- the fucking net yeah bro. yeah he was going hard on defense and then chris just kind of got him and west was just kind of trying to like stiff arm away and like he was, yeah he played that elimination like peter pan like just like i said just out there like this the whole time well, it was not the shit even even jumping back to the girls round freaking first of all Alyssa super impressed me on this one because yeah. I was like, she had fight yeah she fought she's a scrappy little one yeah but when she was the runner and Cassidy was chasing her and they finally, you know, got and she was like trying to keep use her reach to keep Cassidy away. And she kept fucking choking Cassidy. And there's that one part where Cassidy's like, 
like literally like gagging and joking. I was like, dang, she about to freaking choke her out in this for a win. Like <laughs> I see thought- an angle too, because she had, because Alyssa had such a reach on her yeah. and like yeah. uh, the confessional where Cassidy was just like, if she, if I lose my grip, it's over. Yeah. And yeah. you could tell she just had like such a vice grip on Alyssa to stay attached. Yeah. It was like, honestly, me th- saying that I wanted the old elimination dirty 30 isn't taking anything away from this one. I thought this was still a good elimination. It was entertaining. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was interesting that both of them, the women's and the men's round came down to one patch both times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but Karina said this earlier and I a hundred percent agree with you. I wanted to see a tie. I wanted to see what the tiebreaker well, yeah, was. Yeah, What would me that too. be? Well, it would just would have been time. I actually said that I said it about the daily. Like, what would have happened if Fessy got that last baton and then Bananas also got that last baton? What would they have done to figure out who wins between them? That's what I had asked about. But this is a good one, too, for this. Whoever has the biggest ego wins. Whoever is a slam ball player gets the automatic win. (laughs) Anyway, so obviously, uh, you know, Cassidy ends up winning with nine out of ten patches. And Chris ends up winning with ten out of ten. And with one second to go, even turns to TJ and is like, are we done? I was like, I love that shit. That was great. That was it fucking reminded great. Me, it reminded me of that time on Rivals 2. I don't know if you guys remember, but um, where they had like to run down the ramps and then up the ramps with the yeah. balls and put them in their little buckets. And CT and Wes like finished it like with like a minute and a half to spare. And they're just sitting up there and they're like, are we out of balls? Is that it? Can we get some more balls over here? Like. Was that that was just a warm up, right? Like that's what it reminded me of. I was like, "Dang, that's awesome." Um, so you know, Wes is obviously getting eliminated, um, and TJ kind of starts to announce this, um, and then we get this scene of Wes talking to Bananas and saying he knows where two of the votes came from, but he doesn't know where the third was, and kind of asking Bananas if it was him or if he knows. And Bananas like, "No, I don't." And then he turns and he asks Josh. And Josh just gives him the look. And first of all, props to Josh for being honest and not making Wes find out by watching the show or, you know, on line or whatever. Or he could listen to Bananas podcast before the Bananas podcast. Yeah. But Wes actually seemed like genuinely hurt hurt from this. Right. Okay, I thought I was like, am I crazy or what? Well, Josh said like you were you'd be the hardest to beat at the end. And then he's like, that's not what you've been saying the whole time. It's like, first off, yes, it is. But secondly, just not to you, (laughs) Josh's job is not to make sure that Wes makes the final. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It, Yeah. So here's my thing is you fucking lie. You don't (laughs) tell the truth. You tell him the truth after the season's over, before it goes to air and you go, you call him up and be like, dude, I just have to tell you, I was the extra vote that night that you went in. I don't, I I don't know that I agree with that though, because then he, he breaks the trust of um, of the fact that he blindsided Wes and threw him in, threw a vote on him. And then he also fucking just straight up lied to his face standing in the elimination ring. Like, I'd be more pissed if I was he, Wes. He got found out publicly. And I don't care what anyone says. I have a real feeling that there's going to be repercussions to this from other challengers, the vets. For breaking the vet on For vet. breaking that fucking little challenger truce they challenger had. Challenger crime. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's my thing is like you lie in that moment. You are so concerned about getting to this final that you have to get Wes out and do a secret like fucking throw yeah. a vote on him. Then you lie in this situation. And if you try to salvage the relationship 
you do it after the season, but before it airs. So as soon as you're done wrapping and you're on that boat in Ibiza, you call Wes and say, my bad. Uh, say one, what is Challenger on Challenger Crime? First of all, <laughs> it's horrible. Second, I know Josh is an emotional guy, but I just wanted Josh to straight up just stand on his mood. Like, just say, I had to, bro. I had to make a move. It's that point in the game. Like, I just wanted he did. to. He said, I'm sorry. And he said, you were the one you were the one I needed to beat. Like, you're the or you're the one you would be the artist to beat at the end. Yeah. Uh, he just did it in a different way. Like, he's trying to hug on Wes and kiss Wes's head and say, oh, I'm just so sorry. But I just wanted him to be like, no, bro, I had to do it. Corey wanted him to say with his chest out. Yeah, <laughs> say that's what he wants. That's not Josh, though. But yeah, I yeah, do agree. I but it's just not. But Josh. also, like even Banana said, like he didn't think that Josh would do it to him. No, he wouldn't. But have. which is crazy. Everybody said within the vet group that the relationship between Wes and Josh was the shakiest relationship in that alliance. So, also, if you want to get down to it. Bananas put one on Fessy really early on. As soon as they made their Operation Hattrick, he did that. Yeah, exactly. But nobody knows about that. Nobody knows. That's you don't tell the truth. This is a game about deceit. That's a game about deceit, but it's also about a, a game about owning your moves and also getting credit for big moves, like being potentially the vote that got Wes into elimination and out of the game. Uh, yeah, and out of the challenge forever. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see the point of that because there's not a vote on who wins. Nobody yeah. has to know your moves. You just have to make the moves. It's not like there. Survivor where your moves are big brother. Your moves matter for you to win. Right. Yeah. And, and that's you, my yeah. thing is like if you're salvaging the relationship as friends outside of the show, you make the call and you have the discussion. And you say it with your chest, you say why you did it. Yeah. But in the game, you lost social currency by saying it in front of all those people. And everybody knows what happened and bananas is going to tell people. I mean, it's not hard to figure out, though. Like there's a there's a display screen in the elimination with all the balls for all the people. Yeah, I, I mean, here. Well, here's the thing is like you could have easily played it as like, oh, it was Corey. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nobody would have thought differently. I would never do that to Wes. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. Yeah, you would. Even um, though he's a Chiefs fan and they're not as good as the Saints and the Falcon who are undefeated. Yeah. Oh, my God. So um, what did you think about Tyler and Alyssa's goodbye? You think it's real? I felt bad for Cassidy. She just had to stand there. Yeah. <laughs> she was in frame standing there while that was all going on. And she was just like, do, do, do. <laughs> I think it's real, but I'm just tired of seeing it. Like, just because just because they're at risk so often, I guess we keep getting it nonstop. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think I think it's real. Like, I don't I do. I do, too. Honestly, like I was I was saying I was like, it's it just feels very different than like the the Tory Sebastian, you know, showmance that was going yeah. on this season. Yeah. The Tyler, the, Alyssa, the Tyler Alyssa one feels felt very different, felt very real. And, you know, I don't know if they're seeing each other at this point or if they like started seeing each other or anything after the show, um, after the show finished filming. But I don't know. There was just it just I don't know. It felt weird. I'm it felt very real. I'm happy for them. But at the same time, I am actually glad that both showmances are gone and yeah. we don't have to deal with showmances for the rest of the season, because while it's cute, it's just I, I don't really like care unless it becomes like long term. But just like these little quick, like, get me through the season showmances. I don't I don't give a shit about we that. still got <laughs> the time together long term. We still got Fessy and Fessy's showmance. Anyway, oh my gosh. The so, love affair of himself. 
Um, so anyway, obviously after the elimination, TJ is saying goodbye to Wes and Alyssa. And Wes turns to everybody and says that this is his last season. He will for sure not be returning. Um, TJ responds to him and says, you are an icon of this game. You're a staple and you're more than welcome back anytime. We really, really hope that you reconsider someday, but nothing but love until then. Congratulations and take care, man. So to me, this just sounded like him saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. We will see you on season 40 and then you can retire into dad life. Have a good, you know, have a good rest of your year. So <laughs> see you on yeah. All Stars 5. I saw like a post or a meme online and somebody was like, this is my last season. I'm retiring TJ. Yeah. Okay. We'll see you on season 40. <laughs> good luck yeah. with that. He better not come back. I'm just saying I love him and I think he's great for the show and always has been, but it's just still like you drug it out too much. Now you got to just stay now away. You, you almost have to do it. Right. Yeah. And, and that's what I was going to ask you guys, because I know that, you know, earlier in the season when he was going into that elimination against Dusty, we had had this conversation about, you know, cause he was talking then about how this would be his last season. And we had discussed whether or not we believed Wes was retiring. And I'm just curious whether with this latest speech, if you guys feel differently or if you guys still kind of feel the same, he's just. I think he's been checked out mentally for such a long time. I, I, I mean, I'm hoping and I think this one's genuine, but I just think he's been checked out for a while from like when he comes on. And I just hope he does like he. He doesn't need to be there anymore. Like, I understand it's been a part of his life for so long, but it's like he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need any of it. And I just go out, man. Like, I mean, you should have went out on All Stars when you won. Like Peyton Manning. Going out on top. Yeah, going out on top. But just, yeah, he can't come back now. I mean, he has to come back at some point. Got to dethrone his rival. Selfishly, selfishly for season 40. I want him back because you can't have a best of the best without Wes Bergman. You yeah. just can't do no, it in the challenge. Can't. He can step away after that. Do I think he's been kind of checked out to a degree? Sometimes, yes. Yeah. Um, do I think he's still one of the toughest competitors in the challenge? Yes. I mm-hmm. think nobody ever really wants to go against Wes. Clearly. And I think that we are coming to the swan song of a lot of our challenge favorite legends like the CT, the bananas, the West. And this is, you think 40 is going to be it. I think that's the domino. That's going to start everything right. It's going to be like survivor. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And then, and I think that's why 39 is so important to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially with the announcement. Look, I know there's, there's always the, 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 Sorry, the detractors who say, oh, it's going to be boring because we don't know anyone and blah, blah, blah. The people that they have on this season look like real fucking competitive. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, for 39. It's just that's just embracing the future. Like half of the cast are returning rookies from two seasons ago. It's because Amanda's not on there and Ashley Mitchell's not on there and Shane's not on there. Oh, so Gamer Fab's mad? It's half of fucking Twitter. Those those. That series of names did not, did not cater to me. Yeah. Look, and here's my thing. Well, the Ashley. people they have on there. Yeah, I love Ashley. I would I would like to see her on. She doesn't fit the format, though. Yeah. And the people they have on there. I'm really excited to see. I know Same. we're we're going off point and we'll we'll do a cast break. Yeah, we're going to find room. We're going to find room somewhere in our schedule to record one. And, you know, and we will get that out before the season airs. I was just say that season's honestly just embracing the future. Like it's just showing we're going to the next step. 
Yeah. Like these, because yeah. honestly, I wanted this type of season 10 seasons ago. Like I wanted a bunch of non champs on the yeah. season. Same. Yeah. Same. So, absolutely. I like the premise on invasion before they even brought in the champs. Yeah. yeah. Agree. You know what I mean? But, um, so I, I think you're going to get to the same thing I was, which is everybody telling Wes that he's a legend, right? I, I know. I was just going to move on to the last part of the. Of Never the, mind. I'm not a mind I mean, if you want. not hive mind. <laughs> That's me and no, Tony I w- still. I was going to just move on to my last, my last Do point it. from the episode, um, which obviously is the last thing that happens in the episode, which is Cassidy absolutely just vocally ripping apart everybody <laughs> on the stage and calling out all the survivor girls, telling everybody in the house about this strong survivor girl alliance um and pretty much calling them all out this is where we get the the confessional from uh chanel calling cassidy a layup and blah 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 all that stupid stuff we've already addressed that but what i'm curious what i'm curious about what do you guys think about this move by cassidy was this something that you think is going to help her moving forward do you think this is going to hurt her game what what do you guys think about her having this this blow up in elimination it doesn't change anything. Yeah. Like she's already like the survivor girls don't have her back. The vets don't have her back. So all she's like, it can serve a purpose if she's basically on the off chance that it blows up an alliance between vets and that particular group of girls because they're like, oh, they're not trustworthy. But I guess, are you going to take the information from somebody who's just been repeatedly put in by those people. Here's my thing is I think it neither helps or hurts her game in any way. She's already on the low totem pole is we're getting too close to the end. She's going in no matter what. It's now just who's going in against her. Yeah. Um, And it's the same for Chris. And, you know, I did want to mention that when TJ was talking to Chris, where he's like, you just line them up or they just line them up and you knock them down. You knock that you one into retirement. You even sent him into retirement. Yeah. I was like, ouch. Teach. Yeah, it was fucking rough. <laughs> but Josh's damn it, TJ. Yeah. But yeah, no, with Cassie, it's I, I think it's neither here nor there. Honestly. Yeah, I, I do agree with that. I don't think that it's going to, like you guys said, I don't think it's going to harm or hurt her game at this point. However, I also want to just say that like in a normal circumstance, I think because it's so late in the season and there's so little choices now, it's not really going to make a difference. But on a normal circumstance, if it was like earlier in the game, like I would say this was absolutely stupid to do. But yeah. like you said, since there's really nobody, you know, there's not, Everybody in the Strong Girl Alliance is the people who are left. So you're not really spilling secrets to anybody, any of the other girls there. The guys aren't really going to care because they want those strong girls with them in the final. And, you know, so I don't think it's going to harm or hurt her game other than if you don't win. There's zero chance of Michelle getting thrown in and 100 percent chance of you getting thrown in. Whereas maybe before it might have been like a 95 percent to like a five percent but now it's like full out you're the number one target you have to win uh, or you're going straight in as the main nom you know i guess it could be like this is the alliance within the alliance sort of situation where she's like look if you think you're an alliance of five you're actually on the outside of an alliance of three right exactly but again doesn't change anything one way or the other um 
but props to her for just being like, you know what? Fuck you guys. I, I did enjoy it. Yeah. If it was very, um, it, it was very old school, like, and maybe not even old school. It was very Wes. Okay. It was very, you know, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. I like you, fuck you, and fuck <laughs> you too. I'm out and kicking his helmet. Like, just yeah, it was yeah. very. I love the call. I love the call outs in um in eliminations like that, and so I I did enjoy that she she did it as a fan. It was her hail mary. Yeah. It's it's yeah. I gotta try something. Let's see what happens. Yeah, you know what I mean. But and just letting them know, like I'm onto your fucking game. Like you guys aren't gonna fool me anymore. I'm onto your shit. And let's fucking play. You guys want to play? Let's fucking play. And yeah. so I respect that. So props to Cassidy. Mind you, I would not want to go into elimination against either Chanel or. No, no absolutely not. No, um, <laughs> all right. So that wraps up the episode. Let's get into our confession of the night. Um, Tony, who you got for the confession? You know what? I got to give it to Josh on just like really analyzing the game and coming at it from a different angle than he has in the past. and. He's still being loyal, but he's also playing the best game for Josh, not the best game for somebody else. I'm like going to break the rule. Mine wasn't a confession, um, and we might have the same one, but it's when Josh misses the baton and TJ goes, been hanging out with Wes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was the one. So yeah, that's that one is my line of the night is the Joshua happening. You and Wes been hanging out. Yeah. Um, by TJ and then my best like confessionalist for the night. Um, I'm actually going to give that to Wes. Um, I it, his confessionals through this episode felt very like old school Wes, very joking and, you know, just talking shit and, you yeah. know, his ego poking out and just all of that. And so I, I enjoyed his confessionals a lot this episode. Um, so my my best confessionalist is Wes and then yeah I agree with the line of the night and then do we want to just throw MVPs in while we're going through the circle yeah well I was asking if we want to do all of them so we don't have to keep going in a fucking circle six goddamn times uh my confessional of the night and it technically counts because he was in the confessional room was Chris when he found out he was going in and he just had that moment I like it yeah that's yeah no that was a good one who's your MVPs for the episode Mine is uh, Michaela for overcoming her fear and still dominating. Nice. Mm-hmm. And um, he might not deserve it, but I'm just going to give it to Wes because we might not be able to do it again. Oh, I like mm-hmm. it. Uh, so my line of the night will decidedly being Wesley. What the fuck from the daily because it was brilliant. Um, as for MVP, I am going Underwood and Michaela both because Underwood just reached a point where it was like, look, if I'm going to be the wrecking ball, who do you want me to take down? Yeah. And Michaela for absolutely facing her fears with the heights. Um, and I am going to give an honorable mention to Fessel because back-to-back daily wins, he's showing that he knows how to play the game socially, which is something that we haven't really seen a lot of, albeit edit or otherwise. Um, and also strategically, like in relation to him saying, like, this is why we should be saying this person, this person and this person. And this is why we shouldn't say these people. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree 100 percent. My MVPs is um, Michaela. Same reasons for overcoming her fears and winning her first daily, uh, her first daily challenge. And then the human Venus flytrap, a.k.a. Chris Underwood. Um, absolutely phenomenal performance, um, by both of them on this episode. Yeah. So major props to them. And then same honorable mention to Fessel. 
He's having a great season. This was a great episode for him. He's getting a great at He's either getting a great edit or he's just made major adjustments to how he plays this game and the way he treats the camera. And I very yeah. much appreciate it. So yeah. likewise, props to him. MVP. I'm going to go same as Corey with Wes might be the last time I'm ever nice. able to give him an MVP, but serious honorable mentions to Underwood and Fessel. They both had a, a great showing. And then for the women, it was by far Michaela as, as great as Cassie did Michaela overcoming her fears and then kind of putting the house on notice that, look, I'm as good as Desi, if not better. Yeah. So watch yeah. out. I can compete with her. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like that's, it. that's where I'm at. I will. Th- I will throw an honorable, honorable mention to Cassidy, though, because she wasn't anticipated as being the winner coming out of that elimination. And she still managed to do it against somebody who had a way longer reach than her. And I did enjoy that. Fuck all you guys at the end. I don't know. I thought it was a really good episode. Uh, yeah. The preview for fucking next week. It looks like we get oil wrestling with the women oh, and Tori's yes. in it oiled up. I'm game with that. Let's go. Gang, 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 gang. <laughs> it's going to get violent. And I'm about Dude, this. Yeah. I'm, it looks I'm like stoked. it's no holds barred. Like, yeah. It, yeah we're gonna have Michaela in there Tori in there Desi in there like it's gonna it's Chanel in there like we're, it's gonna get, gonna get freaky. we're finally gonna get some tape on these girls yeah let's we are. go we're gonna and see some of these guys play. let's yep. see how Chris goes up against Fessy or Corey it's yes. gonna be real yes I'm uh, excited for that it's gonna be really good I'm excited too so um we've also got some interviews oh yeah we got some stuff coming out but getting close I think that pretty much wraps it up for all of us um yeah so yeah. here, you know, if you guys haven't yet, um, make sure you subscribe to wherever you're listening to us at, whether YouTube. it be YouTube, Spotify, yeah. Apple Podcasts, Google, AM radio, whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> subscribe. Yeah. Um, MySpace. Just do what you got to do. Make sure um, we're in your top eight. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Bare minimum. Bare, <laughs> top four. Really? We, 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 yeah. yeah. We really should be in the top four. We should Our be. Intro better be the song when you get to go to page. the profile. Our yeah. logo should just be fucking the back, wallpaper. Yeah. All the, the way the through tiled. Yeah. Exactly. And everybody who understood all that, don't forget to take your Metamucil tonight and your ibuprofen. <laughs> yes. It helps with inflammation. Um, so, guys, make sure you're subscribed. If you get a chance and you like what you're hearing, if you leave us a five star rating or better, if it's possible, do that. If it's not possible to do better than five stars, just five stars is good. Five will do. Yeah, that's it's fine. fine. Yeah, that's fine. Even if you fuck off and leave us a two star, but write something really nice, we'll let it go. We're good with yeah. that. We're really good with that. Honestly, knocked my whole microphone off. But that's hilarious. Yeah, I don't remember who that listener was, but but thank we appreciate you it. Yeah, no, for so real. So much. I, I, your review is literally my favorite. It is rated two stars but then the written part of it is so sweet the literal best thing ever and we love you so thank you no because we will constantly fight over who the two stars are yeah (laughs) they both go to karina for editing yeah and her hosting abilities Mm -hmm. um but honestly thank you guys so much for tuning in we really do appreciate it make sure you comment like Give us some feedback. Hit us up on Instagram. We'll have everything linked below. If you want to join the Facebook group we've been talking about, we'll have that link below as well. All of them. Um, And that's about it. So for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, Tony Stats and Info Lance, and then, of course, Corey, the Raging Cajun Viator. We want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. 
We hope you guys enjoy and you have a great uh, week, night, whatever you're doing, a week night. Um, but we love y'all. Bye. Later. Gang, gang. Bye. Gang, gang, motherfuckers. <laughs> gang, gang, gang. This is some real shit and challenge shit. All right, we're done. Peace. <laughs>